Here's to you, dear listeners, and welcome to Metal Gear Mondays, the most thorough observer hate podcast. <laughs> My name is uh, Sam Wright, <laughs> and I am your host today. Uh, and I'm joined this week by Cole Duncan. I'm also joined. I'm also joined by Chris. Chris Hampton. Rufy. <laughs> and I'm also joined by Zach James. Yo, listen up! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that is our regular cast, but we have a very, a very special guest today on this here episode of the podcast. And uh, that is one Warren Minix. What's up, y'all? Hey, oh, Warren. Oh, oh. Scream, scream, scream. <laughs> scream, scream. Scream, scream. I was kind of hoping that he was going to have the fucking modulator uh, on when he introduced yeah, Dude, I was so. going to do it, and I was like, I'm the king of underplaying everything, so I'm just going to ride that fucking train the whole yeah. pod. Yeah. Ride, the fucking, just ride the fucking lightning down into the goddamn ground. Do it. Um, ride the lightning, yeah. baby. <laughs> hey, baby. If you've been listening to the podcast in recent weeks, you'll know that we... Watched Blade Runner, and then we played Observer, and we definitely discussed our opinions about Observer. Sure. Uh, <laughs> some more vehemently than others. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, what Warren doesn't know is that we're, we're bringing him on just so I can just lob, like, hate his way for making me go mm-hmm. through that experience and have mm-hmm. PTSD all and, over. And then here come yeah. Chris and I knocking it out, like, you know, that those old commercials, nothing in my house. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I played the whole game in one night. So yeah, yeah. I, I definitely did. <laughs> well, that, that was more so out of necessity and not yeah, choice. It, it was yeah. true, but you know, kings were in a better place now. We got that solid state. <laughs> so no more corrupted data. Six months before, <laughs> might I add, six months before the launch of the PS5, my yeah. launch PS4 Pro hard drive just completely shits the bed so oh, let's talk about time uh, obsolescence oh, it was, for a second it was the whole freaking hard drive huh yeah Damn. yeah i just Ugh. had to replace the whole Ugh. thing because you know they they were still using mechanical hard drives which you know yeah it was it was the the kit and also the caboodle all at once mm-hmm. so oh Chris yeah is like plugging six and a half inch floppies into his ps4 <laughs> <laughs> if it's good enough for the federal government it's good enough for me <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Zach, talk on that for a little bit. What's that? If it's good enough for the federal government, is it really good enough for us? I keep telling you, I'm a He's shower curtain. <laughs> no, I'm not even that anymore. I actually switch after ever since we lost the Owens Corning job. I now uh, I now have to my my new employment is selling shower curtain rings. Okay. Can we make a silent shower curtain? Yeah, I was yep. going there. Yep. I was going there. Just well, gotta spill some oil on it. You spilled the you spilled your oil on my cotton balls. I've got these ones. You have to manually fill them with Crisco, but they squirt a little bit out each morning. Oh, mm. so you get a little Crisco yeah. on you in the shower? No, on your shower curtain rod, dude. They're silent. Yeah. Oh. oh, you get it on your rod. Oh, yeah. Crisco on your rod. Yeah, you get a little Crisco on your rod in the morning. No, I like to yeah. I like to put Crisco on myself. Roll around in some breadcrumbs. Preheat to four fifty. Yeah. Cook mm-hmm. for twenty minutes. The, pre- oh, the premium models are the ones that put the Crisco on your on your rod. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, 
uh, that's been Metal Gear Mondays. Thank you for joining <laughs> us this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, man, so so Warren um, is joining us this week. Uh, if you listen to the Observer coverage, you'll know that um, Warren had a very generous weekend a few about a month or so back, and uh, he provided us with the means to obtain Observer to discuss on the podcast. And we thought, you know. Why don't we have Warren on our wrap-up listener response episode and kind of talk to him about, you know, Observer and also him. And so, Warren, yeah, the first thing I want to ask about is um, what is your kind of background? Because I think a, a lot of the people, most of the people, I don't know m- many listeners who didn't come to the podcast because of Metal Gear, so you must have a background with Metal Gear. I do. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll share a little bit of a funny story then. So... When okay. it came to finding you guys, and this was, I probably, I think I found you guys, I never, I definitely found you before you rebooted Metagross Solid 1. So it's been a few years since I found you okay. guys. Okay. In my creative days, I would say, as far as podcasts go, um, I, uh, Back yeah, in my so day. <laughs> I, I had, anytime, anytime I have an idea regarding anything, like not just Metal Gear or whatever it was, just, I had an idea where I was like, I need to find if and other people are doing like video game book clubs basically like like book club okay. style podcast so literally just typed it in kept searching you know a bunch of months going by and i'm like well not that popular of an idea i, I rarely saw anything that would be considered that other than like a one-off until i hmm. found metal gear mondays and it was just it you know you guys used to call it like games club style you know at hmm. least a few years back and uh it just helped that I'm a. Those were the Alessio yes. times. We don't talk about the <laughs> <times>. <laughs> But I will say, I was always a fan of Metal Gear from day one. Um, so that mm. was just like the kind of the dull whip on top of the waffle cone there. So when I saw that, I was like, dull so, whip. So I oh, got to yeah. give you guys some love. So when I, so I started listening, and after listening to, I just started from the beginning, just straight up, you know, Metal Gear 1 mm. and, uh, or Metal Gear Solid 1. And uh, I loved it. And I, it was just fun, fun to get around. Isaac, I love you, you sweet, sweet little boy, wherever you are. So he's around. I think it's it's birthday. Hey, oh, <laughs> it's, it's my it's my wife's birthday today too. So yeah, oh, man. She's, Happy birthday yeah, to your yeah wife. she's having a food nap right now. So that's why I was like, three to five is fucking perfect. Um, but yeah but otherwise uh it it was cool to find you guys and like i said in the last few months i've i've definitely got my patreon muscles as far as like let me start let me start finding some creators i enjoy and helping you guys out and then just getting involved more because it's just something i used to rarely do and probably in the last year or so i've been much more active as far as any way i can help or any way i can submit a thing or get something going that's kind of where i i feel that void okay well i guess my next question is who's your least favorite host and why is it (laughs) (laughs) so so here's the thing i'm one of those so my background is in is in management and people management so i i thrive i thrive on conflict so cole's probably my favorite host right now (laughs) yeah so cole Cole feeling a certain way and if my opinion differs it only makes me be like i gotta let me just peel the layers back of this cole character and let's get this. Let's get yeah. this going. What makes him tick? I, um, it's a really shitty onion to peel back. I'm just letting you know right now. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you in on something, Warren. I think as the podcast goes on, you're gonna live to regret saying that. Oh no! There's <laughs> a subreddit based on it already. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, our, 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 it's, yeah, it's, it's already up there. R slash fuck yeah. Cole. I mean, like, it's like that subreddit all about hating Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, except it's about right. Cole. It's just about me. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, I love it. 
So that fateful weekend, it was like in, I want to say it was like in late, like early, late, late February, early March, sure. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, we get this ping on our discord, patreon.com slash Metal Gear Mondays. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> always where, be plugging, uh, always be plugging. ADP, uh, uh, a- 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 <laughs> always be plugging, baby. What up? Just out of nowhere is like, hey, I heard you guys were thinking about playing Observer. Here's a PSN gift card that's good for a month of PlayStation Plus, and then the PlayStation Plus's discounted price on Observer. And you sent that to all four of us, and you're just like, hey, I'd love to see you play Observer. In the Discord, you've kind of mentioned that you like the idea of kind of promoting these indie games and getting more people to yep. play them. What specifically about Observer? made you think I really have to like get these guys to play this game like what prompted you to send those uh, those gift cards that so there's a couple things so a few years back I used to do a video game podcast we don't have to plug it because it's old um, but it was about you can't even you can't even find it anymore I, I got rid of all that stuff creative creative gotcha. differences okay. so long story short uh, we used to do on the video game podcast we would actually do like long stretches of horror games we used to have a name for it and i'll i'll keep that to myself but it used to basically be like night, <laughs> nightmare before christmas style so it would be october all the way through christmas time we would play horror games the whole time and try to find themed ones and things like that oh, and interesting okay. yeah so okay. so when it came out i probably started playing it october of 2017 so it's been almost three years since i've played the game like in my own little special place and uh <laughs> the sunken place. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is, so I always was a fan. I, I liked it just because I love games that are atmospheric. A plot is important, but I love presentation. That's, an, that's a way to get me if you're an indie game. And basically, after Layers of Fear, when they did Layers of Fear, I started following Bloober Team. I was a big fan of them as developers. And they just did the Blair Witch game that came out, I guess, last summer. Oh, is yeah, that that's them, them too? too. So. Oh, so they wow, are they are masters of manipulating the world around you and coming up with an actually story specific reason why it can happen so that way they can fuck with you throughout mm-hmm. the whole game. And Yeah, Blair Witch. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when I sent you guys just like a listener in or whatever and I had mentioned Observer, the thing that made me be like, you know, let me let me push this, you know, envelope a little further was because half of you were like, yeah, I was kind of interested in that and you know, I'd like to explore that or I love Blade Runner, so I got to do this. Cole was the complete opposite of like Fuck that shit. And then, you know, <laughs> Zach, Zach and Chris were kind of, you know, oh, yeah, this could be interesting. I don't know. So there was no, like, consensus. So I was like, well, obviously, obviously, <laughs> if there's some sort of difficulty there, like, what fucking better reason to be like, well, just, well, now you got to do it. There's a deadline now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care when it is, but now there's guilt, gentlemen. It's got to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. so, and I think I it's, respect, I think it's I a good game. I that approach. Yeah, I think it's a good game that does... It does ask for a discussion, and it's not something that's, you know, if I sent you guys, like, Persona 5, like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not asking you guys to uh, rock a 100-hour yeah. RPG. <clears throat> it's more that it's a short, sweet brain fuck. You know what I mean? And it's worth having a conversation <laughs> Brain fuck it yeah. is, for sure. That's what I like about it. I've never had a conversation where... And it yeah. didn't even call me the next yeah. day. <laughs> um, couldn't even cook me breakfast. I, uh, Cole, the whole mission statement of the podcast now has become to find ways to tie every horror game to Metal Gear so that we can force Cole yes. to play it. Yeah, I don't so. like I don't like that. Just throwing that out there. Cole. So uh, Cole, don't do that. It doesn't yeah. matter what you like. The Rock says. Cole, I can get you on baby steps because I'm telling you right now, horror, horror. It's not my favorite genre. Like it's not exclusively what I play, but 
when a horror game knows how to do one thing right for like three or four hours, like it's like watching your favorite movie and you didn't know you liked it. Like it's it's just super well, fun and it's really hard to any other genre to do that other than horror. Well, Cole just sent out the uh, the alert that uh, he's going to be live streaming Outlast in a couple I didn't. Weeks. I sure didn't. <laughs> I really June didn't. 3rd, you, you can look. You won't find it. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's just date this too. June third, Cole Duncan. Let's go. Uh. <laughs> Cole Duncan. Oh, yeah. Follow him on Twitch. Hachi Manche. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna do this, get really like big on Twitch, and then I'm just gonna ruin all of you somehow. Dude. I don't know how, but we're I we're only here to build you up, Cole. You can't do that to us. Hatred yeah. does not knock me down. <laughs> I will say I will say this about Observer. I will say this about Observer and horror games. I famously despise horror games and everything <laughs> that they are. I don't like being scared. I don't like scary movies. I don't fuck with haunted houses during Halloween. Halloween's my least favorite <laughs> holiday. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, oh, just, I fucking love I Halloween. Despise it. I despise everything about it. I know. Please come after me, Twitter. But at him, at him. <laughs> uh, Look at all but, these bats. Freaking love Halloween. Observer was really awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was mm. scary as shit, but I really did enjoy like you were talking about like the atmosphere. Yeah. It's a really, really cool atmospheric game. And that's the biggest piece of it. I mean, that that's what makes it so interesting is it's one thing to send you a horror game first. That wasn't really the intent. Observer is something that sure. has three different genres, let's just say, or three different ideals around it. Horror just happens to be one of them. And I fucking hate jump scares and shit. They're fucking stupid, but they're done when they're done well, mm-hmm. it's 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 yes. good, and yes. this game every, does that. Every jump scare in Observer was obser- was earned. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I feel like so often in horror games, you get to this thing where it's like a Disney ride. Like you're sitting on it's a small world after all, and you're just watching things kind of. Which is a horror game you. in and of itself, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I think at large, horror games are not the only genre that commit this kind of sin. It's like a big problem in Destiny. Oh, yeah. It's a big problem in pretty much any AAA title where you're just like a thing watching something unfold in front of you rather than a person partaking in the events. But this did a really good job of integrating you as a player into like the skin of the character of the game. And I think that's what made it head sticks and made it more interesting. I remember going on a rant. I think like games radar or something gave it like a fucking one out of five or something. And he compared, he said said something and sorry, games radar. I'm sure you listen. Uh, but whoever, someone, if you search it, there's one out there, They're and big. he tried to say something along the lines of like, well, when you look at like the top tier of the genre, like, and he said Outlast 2, I was like, that's not the fucking top tier of the genre, like, I'm not gonna knock Outlast 2, sure, it was fine, but it just did, you know, it was an interesting story, I guess, but nothing compared to the first one, like, maybe if you try to do that, but it was as good as Outlast 1, in my opinion, like, it just did a, di- it did yeah. a different thing, but I still fucking felt awful a lot of the time for different reasons but that's what the game was designed for so i like that and like people that bitch yeah. that it's a walking sim it's like you just didn't fucking play it then you're just saying you're just Dog, saying you yeah. you're just saying buzzwords you, you know what i mean death like, that's stupid you know uh i think death stranding is a, a walking sim but i don't <laughs> i think we need to stop using that term right <laughs> yeah after firewatch when it was a good thing is when people realized that fi- you know you can say that term and people know what you're yeah. talking about. So. I, I think I prefer yeah. like in, it's because it's not new, right? Like this is like Mist. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. That's an old ass exactly. game, and it's the same thing. Yeah. So. And people confuse them with point and clicks, and I'm like, detective yeah. mode is not point and click. I understand a lot of people fucking hate detective mode, but when you 
if it's <laughs> based in your fucking game and your world, it makes so much sense to have. And it's not just detective mode. There's yeah. biomechanical mode. There's like they made it like worth it. You know, I, I just I just really enjoyed they yeah. they took like all the shit that people sling and just like made it mm -hmm. valuable to the game. And it just was like a big fuck you. The big problem that I think a lot of people have with detective mode and like obviously like it was like the Batman, the Arkham games that really kind of started this whole like trend of them being in every mm. fucking game. But the problem that a lot of people have with detective mode is that there's no incentive to play the game outside of detective mode. Yeah. Where when I was playing Observer, they very much delineate the parts of the game where you're supposed to be using these things. And so I didn't feel like I had to be in X mode the entire time. Right. I felt like I was using it in sections and then I was playing the game without it on most of the time. And to build on that, too, is like, because detective mode, and I think this was a, a very deliberate choice on their part, is whether you're using detective mode or bio mode, is you don't get the whole world when you're walking through, you know, you just get gray or red outlines and that's it. Or if you want to walk around and take in everything that's on the walls, the posters, the little details and everything, you're not going to play in those modes. Yeah. And if you're yeah. going to play in those modes, you're just missing out on everything. Yeah. They drop like the, the note of, if you keep this shit up, like you got to take synchrozine. And if you keep taking synchrozine, like you're yep. going to fucking die, whether you are or not, we that, don't know. That was literally what I was about it, to bring up. You know? So it's just like, all right, shut, yeah. get it off. I need it for a minute top. So I don't fucking die from using. Oh, I never even noticed yeah, It's that. right in the beginning. They yeah. drop it like right away. Like, you know, don't know. Don't keep going on that. It actively affects the world yes. around you. Like as you use it for like, cause once again, Nancy boy, number one right here, <laughs> <laughs> I was using detective mode a lot. And when I first started doing this, because like I'm trying to figure out everything as quick as possible, so I'm like, I'm just gonna keep detective mode on. Fuck these guys. And then when I come out of it, everything's all blurry and my vision's fucked up, and you know you're getting those weird glitches, and I can't. You feasibly could play the game like that, where everything's mm -hmm. all glitchy, but it's it's the game in a weird way, kind of punishing you for not yeah. enjoying it. Agreed. Yeah, that's the smart stuff. That's the difference between a good game and a great game. I said this briefly, I think, at the beginning of our first episode of the coverage, but it does atmosphere and presentation in a way that a lot of games kind of dream of doing it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it, it draws you into all of its mechanics appropriately and effectively mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah. And there's only, there was like, we, we kind of discussed, there was only one part of the game where we were just kind of like, okay, this isn't the best. <laughs> Which was like that little forest part where you sure. had to like unplug all the computers and stuff like that. But aside from that, like literally everything else was done beautifully. Yeah, which is the main yeah. reason why I like indie games is because in that exact moment, that's like usually like you have to eventually get a lull. Like the gameplay loop's gonna just get fucking old mm. real quick, which I've heard your Death Stranding episode, so I, we're well aware <laughs> of how a gameplay loop can get pretty fucking exhausting. But um, <laughs> but when you're when you're there and you realize like technically you're you're already so much through the game that by the time you would get over it you're now at the ending and now you know the climax is coming so now you're like oh fuck there's story mm -hmm. there's this there's draws yeah, you right yeah, back so into it, yeah. indie games usually do that really well because they can't afford to be sixty hour games. The thing with Observer is we're while we're talking a little bit about like environment and everything else is that it does a really awesome job that a lot of other games kind of fall flat on when it comes to like basically. It, the video game equivalent of a bottle episode where, you know, the entire thing takes place in one location by creating this, what you assume is a giant city and then making it be, go on lockdown. So you're mm -hmm. forced to stay in this area right. to solve everything. It kind of 
alleviates that loop. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I can't get to this area right now, but I know that it's there, even though it's maybe, what, 10 feet away. Sure. That was another thing that I did really enjoy about the game. Definitely. Yeah, we all yeah. like the raid. Fucking being stuck in a hotel complex is fucking tight. Like, fuck, fuck <laughs> shit up. Like, that's amazing. Who among us wouldn't love to be in this exact situation right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are parts of it that reminded me of... Um, what was that movie that came out? Um, it was like a British movie about a guy who moves into a high-rise. I think it's called High-Rise. Mm. I mean, it's kind of like a dystopian... I, I I hate that this is what popped in my mind first. Yeah. But all I can think about is that fucking movie with The Rock where he's in that giant size skyscraper. Oh, yeah. The skyscraper. Movie, you know, the movie Skyscraper. I think it's called Skyscraper. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Uh. Yeah. No, it, it's, uh, it's a movie called High Rise, and it stars Tom Hiddleston. He's the main character. Oh. And it's got Jeremy Irons. Um, Ooh, heavy so, hitter. <clears throat> it's like a, a retro-futuristic... 1970s style so it's, not cyber it's called high rise almost it's called yeah yeah high rise and um this guy moves in and it's sort of like an insular high rise complex of, of like residential living areas and it's got like sort of similar to the slums area but as you move up so do the class of the people who inhabit mm-hmm. this place and this guy the main character moves into like a middle area and this place goes on lockdown and suddenly it falls into like a whole insular society. It's just like chaotic, but it's very similar yeah. to yeah. Kind of dope. The, the same kind of lockdown effect. And it just goes yeah. like batshit crazy. Kind of reminds me of Snowpiercer too. Sure. In a way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Snowpiercer. Such a good movie. Snowpiercer was movie. like a video game movie. Cause I sort of got the feeling of the progression through the train was kind of like levels in a video yes, game, right? A little yep. bit, yeah. Because yeah. they were all like different themes and stuff. That was, I don't know, such a good movie. Yeah, that was the other thing that I loved about um, the game too is that there's you have all these things that are happening all the time, but like all of these interactions you can have with the residents that are that are ultimately like inconsequential, but really just do wonders for building the world. I uh, there was one that I didn't mention on. Um, our coverage episodes, which was, I think it was on the second floor somewhere where you go into, you're in the hallway and you go up to one of these doors and you, uh, you talk to this person's robot and the the owner's not home and you find out that the robot is a sex robot Mm -hmm. and you're just, you're just talking to the robot back and forth and it's giving you, it's like, um, it's like canned responses to, to what you're asking. And then Daniel goes, um, I guess it, won't help to say goodbye and then under its breath the robot goes yeah because that would humanize me right and daniel goes what did you say and she just goes have a great mm. day and mm. it was like shit like that fucking gets shit. and it kind of adds to the terror of the world a little bit too because it's just mm-hmm. like wow not only not only are we having problems with like your mind fucking with you and like this whole situation fucking with you, but now we have to worry about the fucking robot uprising in the background of all this happening. It just really adds layers to like everything. Yeah. And it's such a, it's, it's so well done. <clears throat> you make a really good point there, Sam, because I think what this game does well, that many AAA games in a similar type of genre do not do is that, uh, this world feels pretty limited by its environment graphically but as soon as the characters open their mouths and you start interacting with them, all of that kind of goes away and it's just like super immersive. Whereas like 
big triple A titles look fantastic, but have a really hard time pulling you into the story because the stories are underwritten and the characters are underdeveloped. Oh, you see, I had like like one half the opposite of what you just said, Chris, because I love the way this game looks. And this might just be my, you know, how my imagination is, but literally like walking through this crap sack fucking world that we're in and just this apartment complex. I'm like, man, I can imagine how this would smell like this is awesome and terrible at the same yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. And then and then just, you know, once like you said, once the characters start opening their mouths, it just gets even better. Oh, absolutely. At yeah. least that, that, that was my experience, you know? Yeah, I mean, it certainly doesn't look bad. I think the game looks fantastic, but if they had a bigger budget, they probably would have made different choices, like, uh, you know, putting a face with all the people that live in the doors or whatever, no. things that just required more money and more time and more development. You see, I kind of, I, I think that would be good, but at the same time, I kind of like the almost like, I think I compared it to a tool music, like three frames from a tool music <laughs> video that you're looking at on repeat. <laughs> On the uh, on the uh, on the screens, and I think that just yeah. adds to it so much. Can't relate. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Bloober Team does really well: is they'll take a limitation and then like pivot it to make it an artistic choice mm. and then they use it yeah. as narrative flow it doesn't jilt mm. anything like why can't i fucking see anybody like that's not what matters mm -hmm. they choose why you can see who you can see that are you know yeah it's almost like good art is made under restriction rather than having limitless resources right. at your fingertips that's been an opinion held by various people that have been on this show in the past too where it's just like you know Hideo Kojima would be would probably make so much better games if he was restricted by like length of time he could make things because think about Ground Zeroes or PT like these are very short experiences that we mm -hmm. look back on and consider incredible because of how like contained and focused they are whereas you know the general consensus we go and play fucking Metal Gear Solid 4 or 5 or Death Stranding and these things are these this long like he's been given the fucking book to do whatever the fuck he wants for so, as long as he wants to and it detracts from it so what that is is a combination of in the military we have this thing called the good idea fairy <laughs> you should, actually Sam you should ask your dad about if he knows about the good idea fairy sometimes he I'm probably sure he does, does. But, uh, but basically, that's, you know, you get some junior fucking officer, whoever, going, hey, I've got a good idea. So it's a combination of that in Kojima's head and also him being surrounded by yes men that allow him mm -hmm. to basically do that stuff. And mm -hmm. that's when all this extra shit gets tacked on. That's why you have an hour and a half long cutscene at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4 when it really mm -hmm. doesn't need to be there, you know, and shit like that. Yeah. Maybe. You know, Death Stranding as a whole, where if they actually put some restrictions on that and said, hey, no, you can't exceed this budget. You can't exceed this length of time for cutscenes, yada, 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 you would mm -hmm. probably get a much more concise, more well-put-together story in that mm -hmm. aspect. And and which, that's the thing, like, we, we can see that he's capable of doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. like, like, you made the comparison to Ground Zeroes, and Ground Zeroes is in my top three Metal Gear games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at Metal Gear Solid 1, right? There's mm -hmm. so much shit in that game. And oh, it's yeah, like... It's... But there's... I get the feeling that a lot of stuff that Kojima probably wanted to do, he was told like, "Oh, you can't do that because yeah. like, you, you've you've reached the hardware capabilities uh -huh. of this mm -hmm. machine that you're publishing a game on, and now you're getting systems that are like pretty limitless. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. we've really tapped into pushing, yeah. you know, the new Xbox 
or like just when we just when we think that like it can't get any better than we get the PS5 and the Xbox One X yeah. thirty whatever the fuck mm. it's called, like it's it's insane to me. It's like it's like poetry. It rhymes. Every scene yeah. is so dense. It's just <laughs> so now rather than making a video game that has these like cinematic moments and you, yeah. and works well within its limitations, you have Kojima making movies using video games as a medium, right? And they're just like really big and sloppy right it's just the difference is that a movie isn't like 40 to 60 hours long well they're getting there they're fucking getting there (laughs) yeah Yeah, i guess so more and more three plus hour movies are coming out nowadays yeah yeah but bloober bloober is very good like even with blair witch which is uh longer compared to the observer and layers of fear doesn't really overstay its welcome it's very like they know how to tell a story and do their story and then get the fuck out and like leave it where it should be. So that's what I like about it. I, uh, there's been like a lot of discussion in the discord about the game because there was a lot of interest and a lot of people wound up playing it along with us. And, um, it was a new boot goofing on there. It was talking about how he, he finished observer and he enjoyed it overall and he doesn't he he didn't know it's kind of like cole's situation where Mm -hmm. he doesn't know if he loved it or hated it um yeah because it's so unlike anything that he's experienced before and he mentioned he mentioned that his dog gave him a jump scare because he was at the end of helena's uh, (laughs) dream sequence and his uh, dog sprang <laughs> off the couch and started growling at his door. <laughs> he oh, said he yeah, nearly, yeah. He oh. nearly shit himself. When he was I think that was one of the one of the things that really enhanced the experience for me too. Was on top of chatting with you guys while I was playing through it. Was also like as your it was sleep going deprivation. On, oh well, well, yeah, that too. But I, <laughs> but but like I was texting Cole and we were pretty much at the same part. Or I would call Sam. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me? He'd be like, yep, strap in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there was that one part where um, you're walking in the darkness and there's like all those dogs barking, you know? And my dog, Baguette, was just freaking out, you know, like, what the fuck, where are the dogs? I got to go find the dogs. And he's running around the house, like starting to bark too. It's it's convincing Um, atmosphere. It is. Again, self-professed nancy boy but um horror i feel like i don't like experiencing legitimately by myself but i feel like as a group thing it's incredible and so like even though i was technically playing observer by myself having the other guys to like bounce off of and like joke with and like freak out with made it a, like a much better experience and it's kind of like that like i remember when i played uh dead space 2 for the first time i played the entirety of it in the living room with the lights off with my roommates and it just was this it was it was such a wonderful mm. experience because we were in it together and like we were fucking with each other and it was just a it was a really great like experience and so horror in my opinion is a group activity <laughs> yeah it, may, it makes me real excited for boys trip when we play alien isolation and cole's gonna be the pilot for nice. it. yeah 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 because that's definitely going to happen for sure yeah Dude, it's good oh, alien isolation that that's like a good harken back because that's i feel like pt while i do enjoy it it's starting to get a little overrated and it's kind of ru- it's mm. ruining a lot of like pivots for horror now like they just like well, we got to do our own pt thing like it's one to be you know easter eggy and stuff like that that's fine 
Yeah. But when they do that, like well, like even even Observer, they do a PT like Easter egg thing. Like it's like they have that one room, which I never, like I had never looping. played PT. So when Sam initially asked me about it, he was like, "Hey, did you go to the PT hallway?" I was like, "Is that the one that looped over and over again?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, okay. I didn't know what that was a reference to, but it was pretty freaky." <laughs> I, I will say though, like the the numbers were like three six nine zero whatever. Why wasn't it two zero four? You know. What is it? Two four yeah, four six zero six or whatever. whatever. Like, was. why wasn't yeah. it those numbers? I didn't. Under, I want. I was like, how would I know that? Or it should have been like what seven seven eight zero was the fake studio, or whatever it was. Yeah, like, it should yeah. have been that. I was very surprised that it just was like four yeah. numbers. Four I, numbers. Whenever I started, whenever I got to that area, because I've obviously never played PT, but I know enough about it to know like the whole gist of like the looping hallway. As soon as I got in there, I was like, uh, uh-uh, no, <laughs> no, this is immediately like PT. They're gonna fucking. Put PT me. I, I as much as I try and run away from Kojima's like horror, it finds me. <laughs> it's it's gonna it get me. It's infectious, man. It's infectious. But uh, uh, but that that was a really cool part of the game that I enjoyed. Cole's gonna be like brushing his teeth and he's gonna look down and when he looks up, Kojima's gonna be in the mirror behind mm-hmm. him. Forgive me, Lisa. There's a monster. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a monster inside me. I, <laughs> I um I um so I never played Layers of Fear. Mm. Um, Shocking me I've either. I've seen, like, I I think I watched Markiplier play Layers of Fear, um, but the details of it are, are a little hazy. Um, that was their first game. First big game, yeah. They did um, a bunch of 3DS first titles. First big game. But that's the one that got them okay. on the map. So, really? Yeah, I fucking love Layers of Fear. I fucking love Layers of Fear. So, how, how would you say, I, I know it's probably very different, but how would you say Observer and how it approaches horror compares to layers of fear horror wise it's pretty similar so the thing that i like about it so me being a musician and an artiste um the 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 pro yeah (laughs) the protagonist of layers of fear is the you know the the patriarch of a family and he's this he used to be this famous artist he used to be an amazing painter and he's obviously like fucking insane now he's mad the house is in tatters like just shit's crazy and it's just empty and we don't know why and basically, he's like, well, I got to finish, you know, I got to make my masterpiece or whatever it was I needed, whatever I was working on, I need to complete it. And as you go mm-hmm. through the house, and that's what makes it so good, it's this mansion that he got from being so famous as being an, an artist, that you go through the house. And it's him going fucking insane. So when you're in a certain place, you might hear a phone ring. You pick up the phone, and the phone starts ringing, and now it's like, in, in the library, it's like up on a wall, like clearly you know at like 90 degrees so like gravity doesn't work in this place and then the chairs start fl- like it's just this guy descending into madness and you learn why you know what happened to the family to where's the where's the mother where's the daughter that we hear about where's the dog they talk about the rats in the house that like would and he just started going crazy and put traps everywhere just little shit like that that they make it i won't go into like the plot because it is kind of spoilery right away like what the moves are but he needs special special tools for his art so you gotta go find the special tools, and as you go, there's like not. What consoles is this on? Uh, I think it's on everything now, but I think it's yeah. on. Yeah, they're they sell a bundle pack. Um, Observer Layers of Fear on the on the PlayStation yeah. Store. I, I, I played it. Okay. I played it on Steam in like 2016, whenever it first came out. Because yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check that out awesome. before the Observer yeah. re-release. Yeah, actually. I I don't think I actually have seen the full game play because I, when I watched Markiplier play it, it was still in early access and so it wasn't the full thing. So it might be worth going back. Yeah, and it got it gets and out. it's one of those games where 
the conceit is always interesting and, and they find a way to introduce so again you know there's a daughter you, then you learn there's a mother then you learn there's an, like a pet and they just kind of slowly mm-hmm. add more so that it's not just here's the family and let's do this over and over again and once you get to like 50% there's something they do and it just it doesn't mm. pivot the game but it's just like they just find a way to make it like I said they manipulate your environment and there's like you you're looking at like your daughter's toy and it spin it's like a it's like a baby carousel from when she was like a mobile from when she was a child and it just it spins and as it spins you're focusing on it and the lights pivoting and then you keep turning with it and then the fucking yeah, house changes see. and it fucking changes again yeah. and again and it's just like what the f- like why is this hat like what the fuck is happening yeah. and you're just you're more fascinated and just like I got to get to the fucking end of this like I have to figure you out hear that Cole you can add that mm, one dude. to your queue yeah <laughs> <laughs> we have a direct tie to it Cole guess what's getting forced onto the podcast yeah, as far as scares go it's it's my like my nerd boner is very cyberpunky so like observer may be like probably better just because of where my like where my interests lie but as yeah. I love the idea again, like just like they do in Observer, I love the idea of like it's like Resident Evil One, the mansion. I don't need it to be mm-hmm. in the streets of New York and all this fucking crazy shit. Like I don't need a big open world. I can I like that in some of my games, but I don't need it for mm-hmm. everything. So they make it this giant mansion, and it's the fucking best. Like it's just so it's so it's much fun, man. I love that game. I will always push that game. But it didn't pivot to this show as well as Observer yeah. would. Oh, perfect. That, man, damn shame that I can't play it for the show. That sucks. All right. <laughs> oh, let's keep going. Because, so that's let's the just thing, keep that pushing, boys. Yeah, so you absolutely you can. Heard more you absolutely can. So Observer's been played, and that Bloober team made it, and so it's tied to Layers of Fear, so we have a, there's a degree of separation. It does have like a more... like There is um, sort of like a couple of endings, kind of like how Observer have. It is much more... Like a focused story that ends, and they have they call it... it ironically, it's called Inheritance is the DLC, so the daughter comes mm-hmm. back to the house years later. And inherits what happened after all this shit went down. And um, this one has a little bit more of like a what the fuck just happened with Observer. Like, like we, this merits more discussion, whereas Layers of Fear is more like, okay, talk about your experience to get to the ending. Because there is one defined, yeah. like they have an ending that they say is like the true ending. You know what I mean? Mm. Mr. Krups on the Discord said that he thinks it's lateral to Layers of Fear and the way it manipulates the world. And that's very, that's yes. kind of... You've, confirmed that or a little bit very much so he said he was undecided on which one is actually more terrifying so taking like theming out of it which one do you think is scarier probably layers of fear just because there's more it's jump scary but it's not because you don't know what the horror is is there something actually scaring him is he insane like i said the rats so you just hear noises you know and are they there or not you have no fucking clue he's an unreliable narrator so everything you're Mm -hmm. reading and learning and finding who knows if it makes sense so you're never at ease, where at least uh, Observer has a couple of moments where you're like, okay, I'm moving on to the next set of clues, so I can get there and maybe something will jump out at me on the way there. But I can technically like yeah. be mine. Playing Observer with headphones completely yeah. uh, negates that. <laughs> I took- to hear every little thing that you're probably not supposed to hear. <laughs> That's why I did not do that. So, speaking of like the endings and all that, I'm curious to know which which ending of Observer did you initially pick? Uh, I when uh, when you first oh, I fucking rejected it. that son of a bitch. <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? Play the fucking goddamn yeah. character. He would never. I don't care. He would never fucking accept that. It's not as. It's not as no. fucking no. kid. I'm sorry. I know it. I know, no, whatever I, it is, no. it, I fucking rejected the shit out of that. Well, Sa- Sam purely accepted him just for differences' sake because he knew 
that at the minimum Cole and I were going to reject him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um I abs- if if I was playing it just for the sake of playing it, I absolutely would have fucking rejected that little shit because come on. Yeah. But um but yeah, for the sake of flavor and being able to talk about like what happened, I did accept him and it, that was you, I think you you make a mistake regardless. It's there's right. no good ending. No, <laughs> like, not at all. No. No. There's just there's just bad ending and potentially less yeah. bad. Ending. No, I don't know. I don't know part 2 yet of your observer, but did you guys have yeah. so the my more anxious moment was not the choice of accept or reject. My more anxious moment was you find his head and you can choose to yeah. sink into it or you can <laughs> keep going. That oh, was more yeah. we, that was we, a more we, anxious part for me than the ending, frankly. I was like what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Like yeah. I technically I could die. You have one more jack is what they basically say like you can only dream eat one more time or shit's going to go wild. Yeah. And I fucking didn't do it. I was like, this is probably extra, or I just want to get, you know, this is probably the story. And then I go to fucking Sanctuary, and I'm like, I think I fucked up. Like, I was like in the elevator, and I'm like, I fucked up, I fucked up. It is purely optional. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I fully got in there. It's fun. I think it's- It was a great moment of levity for everything else that was going on. Yeah. It was shockingly light for what was happening. Right gotcha. Now. Sam and I were fa- and, and, Sam and I were FaceTiming actually when I did it. And he was laughing mm-hmm. his ass off at my reactions. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is that like because when you do it as well, when you're done with it, like Daniel is fucked yeah. up hard. Oh, yeah. Like he barely stands up. Like he it fucks him completely up, and it's just this like huge like problem. And it's like oh, I maybe shouldn't have. Uh, I maybe shouldn't have gotten into this. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys uh, watch the PS4 uh, exclusive where they do like uh, behind observer? They like interview Rucker Hauer about the game, like his thoughts on the game oh, and his no, performance. It's like a, no, it's no, it's one of those not a state of play, but when they do like those behind the scenes just to like get you to kind of get clicks. But that one clearly, I was like, I want to hear fucking Rucker Hauer read the phone book, so I could care less. Hell yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. he was uh, yeah. It was it's a very very interesting experience because they they talk about like well. How much of this was scripted like we know that a lot of times they want natural reactions and he's just like look I'm a fucking classically trained like European actor I'm not fucking I'm reading exactly what they tell me to do and I'll figure out how to make it appealing you know and it's just really yeah. cool seeing him and he, they're like well, would you play it he's like fuck no I wouldn't play this game I can't I, he's like I would have turned it on and been scared he's like fuck that <laughs> it's so good it, it's a really it's a really good candor. watch yeah it's a really good watch because he's just so a lot of times they feel like so bullshit where it's like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, you know what? I kind of like them all. You know, like they're never fucking real. Yeah. And his his just feels like they were like, hey, man, you got like Rucker, you got a couple minutes. And they're like, sure, whatever. And he just he's just sitting there with a coffee, like, just answering questions. And it's it's, it's pretty it's like my, my favorite. It's pretty cool. My favorite real answer for that was uh, they were talking to Michael Caine. They're like, did you ever <laughs> yeah. did you ever see uh, did you ever yeah. see Jaws three? Jaws four. Yeah. Dude, he missed his Oscar acceptance because he was filming reshoots for that movie like how fucking Jeez. ridiculous is that <laughs> mm. i do love those like really real interviews that's why i like hot ones so much it's like a really like as like a really big aside is because like not only do they do really good research on that show but the hot sauce disarms them and they just answer mm-hmm. like truthfully because they're so distracted by the heat <laughs> and it's just like that's why i like that show so much because it's all it's so real so real <laughs> so real oh my god did you just tell the truth inside me <laughs> <laughs> oh man i am um, we've got a couple uh a couple of other unrelated uh well we have one big related letter and then we have a couple of unrelated responses that uh that are just kind of general so if, i'll read um 
one of those, uh, we got a response from Ash on Twitter. I've listened to MGM for a while at work where they stopped letting me use headphones, so I took a hiatus. Oh, I feel that pain. Yeah, I know. It's awful. They recently allowed it again, so I've been listening again. Happy you guys have been able to have the people that you've had on. Just finished the trivia episode, I think, um, and have the David Hater one lined up in the queue. It's crazy that you got him on, of all people. Congrats, guys. I hope you are all well in this bad situation. Um, And, yeah, thanks, Ash. We are well. We're doing well, too, As well as we can be. And I hope that you hear this message when you finally catch yeah. up. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> the trivia episodes like a couple, like a hundred back, I think now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's a while yeah. back. We're on. This is like episode 120, but like there's a lot. <laughs> It'll be a nice surprise because uh, yeah. they'll keep listening yeah. and then they'll forget they wrote in and then you know episode 123 or whatever. <laughs> hey, it's me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then we've got another another nice one uh, from Oliver. I think it's. He spells it without the L in the the signature, but I'm just going to say Oliver, please, because it's a it's, it's fun. Um, this is a older response. Um, well, no, it's a newer response to some older episodes. Uh, so he's writing to me and Alessio. <laughs> he goes, Sam and Alessio, I've really enjoyed your podcast. I am currently being homeschooled, preparing for the eighth grade. Whew. I don't know how I feel about uh, <laughs> the humor on this podcast <laughs> being delivered to an eighth grader. But uh, hey, when well, I was his age, I was listening to Dane Cook. Yeah. So I think you guys. Yeah. Well, right. if he's a metal, if he's <laughs> yeah, a metal gear right. fan, he's seen. Yeah, because you bad turned out just do. great. That's, Zach. that's true. He's uh, pressed L1. Yeah. Probably, you know he has. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's preparing for the eighth grade, but I listen to your guys' podcast and interviews while doing my work, and as a Metal Gear Solid fan, I really approve of them. Hope you guys keep on doing a good job, and I hope you guys have a good day from one Metal Gear fan to the next. So thank you, Oliver. That's, that's a very well-written note from a seventh into eighth grader. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real. That's I hope, awesome. Uh, I hope... Uh, <laughs> I hope eighth grade goes well for you. Uh, it does get better. <laughs> <laughs> and just remember, once you get to ninth grade, it all resets. Yep. You're at the bottom of the ladder. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're top of the pops right now. But ninth grade, just keep... Listen, mm-hmm. Oliver, some advice. Keep your head down and just survive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you'll thrive. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we've got another letter from my best friend, and yours, Tori Cortez. She writes, So here I am, in 2020, watching a young Harrison Ford take out replicants in 2019. That's a sentence I never thought I would say. Yeah. Love the cyberpunk season of the show. I was definitely one of those who warranted Coles. What do you mean? you never seen Blade Runner before your coverage of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were so many things I loved about this movie. I could list them all, but it would end up sounding a lot like your episode on the movie. I will say I had no idea Kojima basically pulled this movie left and right from Metal Gear Solid. I'm definitely going to have to watch it again with Kojima in mm-hmm. mind. I'm attaching the notes I took while watching the movie in case you're interested in reading them. Not particularly insightful, but I had fun taking them down and wanted to share. <laughs> to Observer, the game, gentlemen, is unlike anything I've played in my life. I'm no stranger Same. to the game. Same! <laughs> 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 uh, who can relate? <laughs> I'm what no do you mean you never played Observer? God damn it. I'm no stranger to games with darker themes and a bit of spook here and there. But Observer had this way of tapping into every one of my anxieties and putting them right there in front of me. Who can Uh, relate? (laughs) I can't say I've ever simultaneously loved and hated playing a game like I have with this one. Who can relate? Yeah. Just every sentence is going to be who can relate. Yeah, it's pretty much. I thought the game was incredibly well put together and appreciated the hands-on investigative aspect of gameplay. The developers didn't hold our hands through our detective work, and the experience was so much better for it. Hey, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck yeah! Mm-hmm. I took 
I took the Chris and Zach method, altering my experience of the game with lights out, a little smoke to really get into it, and it was a trip. <laughs> uh, my heart was racing more than any boss battle or any BT or jump scare. <laughs> I love the little shade yeah. there. Uh, any boss <laughs> battle, any BT or jump scare thrown at me by games. I truly felt as though I was being observed, like the game was reading my decisions and laying out new obstacles chosen for me, specifically... Uh, wading through the maze of office buildings with the shadow figures felt like a personal nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel that. Uh, I feel that. After hearing the experiences you boys all had with the game, I know I'm going to have to boot it up a second time. I must hate myself to play a game missing out on a couple of Dream Eater sequences felt like an incomplete play of the game and understanding of the story. Thanks for introducing this listener to a new gaming experience. Shout out Warren Minix and new, a new old movie to geek over. And that uh, was Tori. So thank you, Tori. Thanks, Tori. Yeah, yeah thanks. Um, thanks for the shout out. I, I this was a this was like a really perfect time I think for us to play Observer because of the fact that the remake is coming out soon, like the mm-hmm. remaster is coming out with that. Oh, I can't content. wait! I cannot wait. Because that's it, gonna be so good. Yeah. Because if you were thinking about um, replaying Observer, playing the original one and then giving yourself time to digest it and waiting for the remake to come out is like, it seems like it's a perfect storm. And I actually am very excited to grab that and try it again. Are you going to pick that up? Oh you think? yeah, definitely. I'm, I still have to, <laughs> I like I said, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a big developer follower. So even mm. if I don't like the game, but I appreciate the developer, they get like one or two before I start to, all right, they're falling off, you know, and uh, especially, especially <laughs> indie developers and bloopers just, at least, like I said, four years straight for me. They their big titles are just they're relatively lights out. They do what they want to do. They're if you don't like it, that's fine. But that's because that's not for you. It's not because they mm-hmm. they cut corners or didn't make the decisions they wanted to make. Yeah. After history, Egypt engineering an empire on the iOS back in 2010. They've been following Bloober Team for yeah. <laughs> like it, they literally made a game called no. like Double Bloob or something crazy on the DS. Yeah, like, Double Bloob. I was like, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Like, I have no clue. Yeah, it was like the DSI where like yeah, it was they, one they, man, they one bloob. <laughs> <laughs> they um they announced uh, a game that's coming up for the next gen called the medium, the medium. looks oh man I'm um, fucking hype it does look really I'm good so I'm looking forward to yeah. that I actually this is actually going to be a really like strange statement to make and I never thought I'd hear myself say this but I think a horror game is going to be the reason why I pick up the Xbox Series X because <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I, I'm definitely getting the PS5, but I really want to play the medium, and I don't think they announced it for the PS4. Not yet. I think it's for Windows yeah, they, and Xbox. They almost so. always get mm-hmm. like a one-year, like Bloober. I don't know if they have some sort of agreement, but every time it's PC and Microsoft for a year before they come out to mm-hmm. uh, other consoles. And usually, what, like four years later, they come out on the Switch for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I like the medium looks really cool. good, and I really do want to play, want to play it. So I... Um, Observer made me a big fan of Luber, and um, I approve. And it's yeah. been a very wonderful and good experience. I guess wonderful and good is <laughs> maybe not the right way to describe <laughs> what I It's been a wondrous experience, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, fulfilling, maybe, would be the word yeah. I would use. But I hate wonderful, maybe, a stress. <laughs> God, <laughs> I'll say I'll play a horror game like this all day long, and I don't oh, like yeah. spooky stuff, right? 
I yeah. will not play a game like Resident Evil Seven. Like that is yeah, no, so no. that's too you're, much. You're, 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 so y'all are still not getting so that. So hold on, hold you're on, still hold on, not hold getting on. that. Let's 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 not you know pull the cart before the horse here. Yeah, let's not get Why, mm-hmm. so. I'm just curious. Outside of outside yeah. of the first couple hours of Resident Evil Seven, what is stopping you from playing that? Where it's a game where you are way more in control because you can fucking run a shotgun mm-hmm. and a rocket launcher and all this stuff. So what mm-hmm. scares you? when you can win a game like that you know it's not really scary right it's it's more of just resident evil 7 i think is probably the most visceral and like gruesome looking game in the resident evil series sure Mm -hmm. when they switch to the first person narrative things got real dark and like i don't know like those weird rednecks it it strikes a little too close to home from where they film the movie deliverance gotcha. right i i used to sell bottles of like cheap vodka to people who look just but, like this i'm not trying to relive yeah, them here's, actually here's what killing i'll say me. so yeah. the first first couple hours of that game are like top tier like it's an amazing mm-hmm. experience and it's a bummer that like it, it it doesn't get bad but it does not hold a candle to the first couple hours of that game and the DLC sure, of that yeah. game, they kind of humanize the the bakers, right? The bakers. Like it's been three years or four years since I played, but they humanize the bakers. There's a DLC that happens with Zoe, the the oldest daughter, mm-hmm. of how yeah. they turn. Is that the one with the uncle? Yeah, uncle. Yeah, fucking Uncle Joe. You some bitch eating fucking eating bugs. Uncle He's Joe the best. Fucking, fucking <laughs> um, but they ha- they actually <laughs> yeah. have a DLC, and I think it's called Daughters, if I'm not mistaken. And it's basically what happens. Mm-hmm. Like a couple, I guess a year back or whatever it is, whatever the timeline is of that game. And it's about yeah. them being just like a regular family putting, you know, hey, we found, you know, a boat crash. We found a, a girl out in the in the middle of the lake. You know, grab blankets, get some this. Like they're real people. And it's how mm-hmm. they get turned into what they are now. And it's kind of fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. the, the Daddy Baker, it, like Papa Baker is such a fucking interesting character. And there's just so much cool shit that he does that we're like, this guy's just fucking insane because he can't die. I mean, basically, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he's just not used to it. And it, it makes it more fun there. But uh, it's tough to push it now because it's been so many years. There's just so many good horror games since Resident Evil 7. But like mm-hmm. I said, those first, like, basically, there's a moment in the game where you wake up and you're at, like, the, the dinner table with the bakers. Do you grab a brush and put a little yeah. makeup? <laughs> <laughs> but I do hide the scars and fade away the shakeup. Um, once you get to that point up until then, like it's almost like a little demo experience, but like that's some of the best stuff ever. Like it really, it really is good. And it's kind of like what it's the one good thing that like came out of PT in my opinion, there's visage and there's some other good games out there, but they're just not, they're, they're just doing PT again. And I just want something different. Mm -hmm. And Resident Evil seven did not feel Mm -hmm. like the developers of PT made something with Capcom. It felt like it was an original idea that just happened to be first person, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I got the whole sense that it was like the difference between the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Nightmare on Elm Street versus an episode of The Twilight Zone. That's right. how mm-hmm. I would compare. Yeah, but I would but I would even say Resident like, Evil 2 remake and Dead Space are still scarier than Resident Evil 7 in my opinion. Like as far as Dead Space is as far as, far as design so for the entire experience. You know, like I said, 7 yeah, kind of gets I, funny. I, I can actually know? play through those games but i think they're less gross it's it's less about the the gross picard oh you didn't see the end of resident evil 3 remake yeah did you? <laughs> uh, no i i didn't play resident evil 3 remake. It's, it's fun i mean it's it's I short as fuck one. but man i i think i beat it three yeah. times in a weekend like it's super fun though hmm. but it's just you know not as good yeah 
I mean, I don't know. To me, the scariest game of all time is Amnesia. Ooh, I still that's a good can't one. make myself that's play that. That's a good one. And that's hard, too, because it tweaks. It messes with your gameplay. So that's that's where yeah. it's really not cool. <laughs> that is a... <laughs> Even like within Observer, like we have that like a little homage that they mm-hmm. threw to PT in that that one room with the repeating hallway. But like, that is the good thing that did come out of PT, and that's a way to kind of like tie it back into you know the main theming of the show, right? Is um, PT did create like a wave of people just trying to do PT again. But I think on the flip of that, and the positive thing is that it forced a lot of people who make horror games to think differently which is why i think we got something like resident evil 7 after something that was like resident evil 6 as an example but it also inspired a lot of other people to do horror and think about what they're doing and put it out there and i think that's the positive thing is that now we have all these like very different diverse experiences and i won't say it's entirely because of pt but i think that pt did help to accelerate the yeah. critical thinking about horror yeah. when it came out so. right cole that's your favorite that's have... your favorite part about horror games right that's your yeah. oh yeah for sure a hundred a hundred percent yeah no i completely agree uh-huh yeah <laughs> i like this guy <laughs> i don't know man <laughs> yeah sound like and sound and lighting is like it's just so crucial and it's something that the Fox engine did really well. And it's just something that some of these newer games, they know that's more important than the scare. Like, and that's what makes the atmosphere so good. Like 3D sound is, is like Dead Space was my first experience with 3D sound. And it scared the living shit out of me. The fucking po- the poison breathers in like chapter five or whatever. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. they were breathing and I could hear it in like my back right speaker. And I had no clue. I didn't realize that it was 3D sound. I, I wasn't used to it. It was my PS, you know, PS3 experience like early on. It was right when the game came out. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing this noise and I'm like, is my like heat going? Like, what the hell is happening? And then I'm turning in the game and I hear it somewhere else. And after a while, I was just like, all right, I need to like check the house. And I didn't realize it was 3D sound. I had no clue. And then once I played, I'm like, oh, th- this is even worse. Like, it's actually the fucking game making this noise. Like, that is not good. Yeah. But then I just kept yeah. playing. I hate that. Yeah. It was, it's so good, though. I love it. Yeah. Real talk, I will probably pick up the remake of Observer. Fuck yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I think boy. I will too. Yeah. Big I mean, man. I mean, He's like, a big like, boy, man. Like I said, I, I enjoyed like, <laughs> Like the atmosphere, the story, like the setting, I really enjoyed that. The scares, fuck the scares, but I've already played it now, so I'm like, haha, I'm ready for you this time, you fucking mongoloid. Yeah, you won't be. Giant. Did you, did you just say mongoloid? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that, that fucking, like, giant, like, uh, like, more the fuck. So, like, Cole, what about, like, mm-hmm. retro horror? So, something that came out recently, but it looks like an 8 bit game. So, like, how, how scary, oh. how scary can 8 bit be? Right? Would no, would you play? Don't pretend. Don't, don't pretend. Don't pretend like one of those games wouldn't scare the piss out. No, of I, I'm trying. I'm trying to oh, learn. Yeah. I'm trying I to learn the Cole psyche. Like what? What is? What is what makes him <laughs> dude, so I've uncomfortable been to about the Cole psyche for 27 yeah, years? Dude. I want to know. Yeah, because there's a there's a there's three of them now, or at least I think three is coming out soon. The game's called Faith. And it's Faith Part One, Faith Part Two, Faith Part Three, and this game. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. I see in another one. Mar- Martis. Yeah, it's it's so much fun. Like, and it's a, it's an eight bit game. Mm-hmm. A, a little eight bit priest who's just blue with a little white collar, and do 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 do. Like it's super eight bit. Oh, I'm looking at stills of this. But Fuck it's an this. Awesome story. Like it's like it's a lot. Of, it's, it's a really a lot awesome about reading. Like, you know, why is this priest even here? What happened to the family? What's Mortis. the thing that's trying to kill you? Like 
and then the second one turns it, it's now I believe phase three is in like a, a it's ironically in like a big hotel complex where you have to go up certain flights and it's like a lot more puzzle uh-huh. based which is what makes them way more you know has a lot more staying power if there's actually puzzle not just scares there are, there are gifts on this page and they are fucking terrifying <laughs> oh yeah, yeah Dude, that dude's so oh that dude's puking amazing. blood and he's looking at me no <laughs> nope have you guys nope. seen uh, uh, Saprophyte or Saprophyte or however it's pronounced? It's one of those like new like new games that are done in, like the eight bit style. No, but I'm I'm gonna check it out now. Oh, so the the premise is you play as like the last survivor on this space station, and there's this organism. It's actually very similar to the thing where it uh, it takes over a single body of like some of the dead crew. But as it goes around, it starts like following you, and as it abs- absorbs more bodies, it gets smarter and faster, and like oh, starts to outthink you and shit like that. Yeah, it's it's really fucking freaky to watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a link and I'll yeah, get it to you. After yeah, this. I, I love that stuff. Like I, I'm I'm a horror hound. Like I will I will fight for all mm-hmm. of it. I just I don't have as much time as I'd like to have it. But that's why indie games are so and, much fun. I can beat them in a weekend. You know. And also that was. When you brought up the whole uh, Dead Space thing, so uh, so a current project that I'm working on takes place on a space station. So I will either have Alien Isolation ambience or Dead Space ambience playing in the background yes. while I'm writing it to really get me in the fucking like mindset. It's so of it. good. It's so good. <laughs> oh man, I do I do want to put this out there, and Cole, I, I like for real, you don't have to do this but i think it would I be probably cool won't idea. and it's not not necessarily not necessarily for the show just to do it because i'm curious now because i'm i, I really love the way that bloober makes games do you guys want to just play layers of fear together i would do it mm, sure I approve, I yeah i'll do this. that <laughs> cool hand in hand in the the uh the middle. If you want to twitch it, Cole, I'll be with you the whole way. All right. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. Okay, for real. Okay. I, holy shit! I did not expect this. <laughs> this is this is. I awesome mean, they're enough. they're they're my best friends. I mean, if 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 the three of them are doing it, I guess I'm jumping off that it's, fucking it's bridge. It's super too. rewarding because the journey the journey the journey is I don't as believe the you. journey the journey is <laughs> a better it's a better journey than the end, whereas more. A lot of observer is like, oh shit, the ending is so in your face, like what? Where it's almost like it gets bigger and more grandiose. Layers of fear kind of get smaller because you're learning about one man, not about like Chiron and the Fifth World War, like all this crazy shit going on. It's still, it's just one guy and his family, and the doctor or whatever. You know, very small. It's it gets it gets smaller, and that's what makes it so scary because it's smaller, but it's not holy shit in your face. Like the the journey yeah. is way more rewarding in my opinion that's just me though i mean if the three of you are playing it as well okay i will play it and I'll, if i'm playing it i will most more than likely probably twitch stream at least some yeah. of it <laughs> yes so, i'll replay it with you guys look out there <laughs> folks all right all right we have a and on that note i think that about brings us to the end of this uh this little our little mini cyberpunk horror season uh blade runner and observer um again thank you so much man yeah Yeah, thanks guys yeah Yeah, i I didn't expect to like come on or anything i I reached out to like chris and zach and was just like hey i'm getting ready to type up my email and chris is like just come on the show dumbass i'm like okay (laughs) 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 i fully don't believe no no definitely not (laughs) 
<laughs> but I would never impose, the, you know. I was never It's the one unprofessional email mm -hmm. that Chris has sent in, in the his last whole seven life, years. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's yeah. been nothing but a mentor throughout this entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, thank you again for being so generous and giving us the, the means to get it and for being on the show. Do you have anything that you would want like you want to say about Observer or just in general to like kind of wrap up? Um, sure. Uh, before we kind of sign up. I was pretty happy with how many people wanted to play it, which was really cool uh, in the Discord and everything. And I, I just, I appreciate, like, thanks for everybody that's been super nice to me about recommending it. Uh, I'm, I'm not, yeah. you know, like I said, I love this community, so I was expecting, you know, well words anyway. But uh, I'm glad you guys got to play it. I'm glad that it's got, you know, a few episodes of content out. And, uh, you know, if you ever need indie game recommendations, Feel free to reach out. I have like 256 gigs on my Switch alone of indie games. So Jesus. wow, in 20, that's 2018 a lot. I played over a hundred games. Right there. So okay, mm, here, here's 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 what I want to know, Warren. Best non horror indie game on the Switch right now. Best oh, or just in general. Okay, this is okay. So if you like platforming, go Celeste. If you like Metroidvanias, mm -hmm. go Hollow Knight. If you I like still need to play that one. If you like. RPGs, man, fucking uh, project uh, Octopath Traveler is fucking awesome. Um, Octopath Traveler. It's so if good. you like crazy ass like adventure games, action games that are more like you know home, Zelda Breath of the Wild, still right there. I know it's not an indie, but fuck it, it's that it's too sure. good. Um, and then I guess what's the other like? There's no good first person shooters. I guess fucking be a dude, be a be a douche <laughs> and play Fortnite or whatever. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I actually do want to throw out a, a recommendation for an indie game on the Switch that I really like, and Warren, you may have played it, but um, who's played Battle Chef Brigade? Yes, dude. Oh, mm. Battle Chef yeah. Brigade is so fucking good because it's like it's the gameplay loop is um, you go out into like it's like a cooking competition, like Iron Chef almost, but the gameplay loop is you go into the kitchen. You go out into this like wilderness. You kill creatures and collect mm -hmm. ingredients. It's like a platforming like combat game. And then you go back to the kitchen. You cook dishes, and it's a puzzler. It's like a puzzle game. So, when so you it's cook. like an advanced Burger Time. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. it's like Burger mm -hmm. Time, but like it's also a combat platformer, and it's so yeah. good. So that would be my big recommendation. And if you guys like, if you Switch. guys like deck builders, there's Slay the Spire. It's like a roguelite deck builder mm -hmm. game, which is really addicting, and. uh uh, you know. Another one that I really like that I picked up recently is Murder by Numbers. Yes, Murder by Numbers is fun. Which is a, Ooh. it's a visual novel yep. like detective game where the the main gameplay is uh, Picross or Picross. Yeah, it's cool, um, and that's also really good. Yeah. So those are my. That's another one that I've been playing recently that I love. Um, it's turned into indie game hour with yeah. Uh, Warren I, and like Sam. I said, I, I tried to warn. <laughs> that's why I was like, I know what like that's what I do, and then I'm in a band. I listen so. to that podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what it was, to be honest with you. It was called. It was uh, an indie. It was an indie video game podcast, and it was. I did at least two games a week, um, for cool. a long nice. time, to be honest. So, and we did eight. We did AAA games too. So I'd you have at least one indie every week, which was wild. That's good. Nice. That's yeah, awesome. It was cool. Good shouts. Good shouts. Yeah. That's what I need to do. That brings us to the end. So this is this is uh, entirely out of sequence for how these were. Uh, well, I guess it's not out of sequence. Maybe it is. I don't know. Warren War, Warren doesn't know about what, what I'm about to talk about, what me and Zach are about to talk about. <laughs> so uh, yeah, whatever. You're going to be the first one to know. So Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you may have heard our special release that we put out before this episode came out. 
but of course, if you did listen to that, you'll know. If you don't, surprise, uh, this is actually going to be me and Zach's last episode on Metal Gear Mondays. Um, Whoa. We are both stepping away for some, you know, from personal reasons, professional reasons, just uh, just to kind of get a break. Um, we are leaving the show in the capable hands of Chris and Cole and their new uh, their new super secret third host that uh, they will uh, next episode introduce and i won't go we won't go into huge detail because we we spent like 20 minutes talking about it on that special release so <laughs> but yeah so uh, uh yeah zach you say say a thing because my brain needs a second to formulate <laughs> my, my really but, but yeah so uh so unfortunately you know this this will be our last for the foreseeable future i uh, i know that there are some movies that when they come come along mm-hmm. i'm gonna try crawling out of the floorboards and Beg, mm-hmm. scream, and cry with Chris Cole in the third to uh, to let me on for the coverage. Um, yeah, same. But uh, but also, you know, I'm giving you a hard no right now. <laughs> <laughs> he keep he keeps inviting us to calls every day. What is this going to stop? <laughs> it's problematic. It's become problematic, and we really need it to stop. <laughs> uh, but um, I know that Sam's involvement in like the Discord and all that is going to be the same. Mine is yeah. going to be the same, which pretty much means either at me or direct message me, or I'm probably not going to see it. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> yeah, I'll still be kicking around in the Discord, uh, hanging out. Like, I'm not going away. And you technically, technically, I, myself, and uh, Alessio are still on the advisory, uh, the CEO board of the, of the nice. podcast. So we'll, be, we'll yes. be the godfathers floating on the background regardless. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, I implicitly trust chris and cole i'll I'll be i'll be the homeless guy i'll be the homeless guy sitting in front of the mgm headquarters going i used to work here yeah (laughs) Yeah. give me money in the walls living in the walls (laughs) i'll I'll be the guy on the computer in your office walls amazing um but yeah, Zach's I, the actual Wolfman in like the in the uh, the basement of the MGM headquarters, <laughs> like silently killing people. Yeah, <laughs> I. <laughs> um, yeah, I I am fully excited to see what Chris and Cole and new hosts are going to be doing with the podcast. I'm very excited for them and for what they're doing. Um, I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, and yeah, it's weird. Um, I been doing this for almost five years now and it's it's very strange to like suddenly not be doing it anymore um but i think for my i I just just for me and it's the same for zach but just for me i just kind of need it's one of those things where it's like it's time it's time i think um and so uh a new generation sets sail (laughs) <laughs> we may not be passing on our genes, but we are definitely passing on our memes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just going to bury sure. those out back real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, my inheritance. Hey, boy, boy, speak speak boys, for yourself. Uh, I'm passing down my genes, too. Fuck it. Oh, shit. Boy's trip is still happening. Yeah. Um, you're still going to be hearing, you know, Chris and I talk about all the boys, Alessio, uh, Zach, and Sam on the podcast, we're all still in contact. We're all still, you know, 
like very good friends daily so. contact mm-hmm. yeah like sometimes uh, sometimes i mute y'all <laughs> oh i yeah. have to do sometimes <laughs> I really do. we have a we have a group text uh with me zach chris cole and alessio that i have muted specifically because i wake up at like, so like because <laughs> because they're because chris is two hours ahead of me and and uh uh Called Zach and Alessio are three hours ahead of me. So at like five in the morning, I would get like 150 text messages. I was like, no, y'all need to fucking not. And so I just y'all need to chill. Oh, yeah. Or I'll be like working on a paper and then all of a sudden I'll just hear ding, 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 ding. So I'll just mute it. Yep. And then all I hear is, all I hear is it fucking the- vibrating. It's my phone's trying to throw itself off my desk oh, <laughs> from man. all the text messages. Yeah. I've literally taken my phone and tossed it onto a couch nearby in a mm. restaurant being like, Okay, sorry. So about this pitch, yeah. here's what you need. Yeah. Like you could, like if you took all five of our phones, unmuted them, and then put them together, you could fuel, like a, you could fuel a city with the energy that the buzzes provide. So, yeah. so while while they're while they're not going to be, um, you're not going to maybe hear their voices all the time. Like like Zach said, you know, I'm hoping that we can have you boys on for you know a couple episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. But like their their influence is still definitely here in the podcast, and we're gonna do our best to continue to deliver mm. uh, for all the listeners. Um, just in general, I'm sad right now. Sorry. Um, Me too. I just want to say I love you, boys. Uh, Sam, thanks for you know giving us the opportunity to come on and help out with this really amazing project that you have worked so tirelessly on for years i mean i would not know how to do any of this had it not been for you and alessio and i'm just super humbled and thankful and i'm gonna shut up now because i'm getting sadder (laughs) and emotional um yeah man um so warren where can people find you on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i love it Oh, that's amazing! <laughs> no, I'll just I'll say I'll say one more thing. I, um, the show has kind of shaped me in a lot of ways, and I'm thankful for the experience it gave me. I'm thankful for the people it allowed me to meet. I'm thankful for the listeners. I'm thankful for my friends that I've made because of it, and um, even though it's weird to be stepping away. And to not be doing it anymore, I wouldn't trade the experience of doing it for everything for anything. So, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's a wrap on that. And uh, I will throw this one last thing out, <coughs> Zach. Thanks for always being uh, like a comedic source <laughs> for me to like bounce <laughs> dumb shit off of. Well, I really as, do. As Chris uh, has said before, I will do you. anything for the bit. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you, boys. It's been uh, one week. Awesome. <laughs> Damn it, Sam! <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome to get to like hang out and make awesome podcasts with you guys for as long as I've gotten to. Uh, man, it's yeah. man. <laughs> yes, man. Um, but for real now, Warren. Where can they find you on the internet? Sure. I'm, can they find you on the internet? Yeah, so, so what I'll say is uh, I'm in a band. Uh, we're called Spooky Forest. You can find us on you know Facebook, Instagram, I love Spotify. that as a band title. Yeah, I, 
I like it too. Um, we're trying to. It's not uh, the proper search engine optimization because you can type "spooky forest" mm. and it could be anything. But the singer's five year old named it spookyforest.jpg. Yeah. So it's just like the kid, <laughs> like his kid named the band, and I I like that name because it is original in my opinion. Like I don't hear something like that often. Um, but we got an album on Spotify. We came out at like six months ago, and we were fucking rip roaring to play a shit ton of shows that have all been canceled. Is it, is it <laughs> called Dragons Used to Live Dragons Here? Dragons Used to Live Here is the name of the album, yes. That is uh, hmm. it's a Fargo reference. There you go, yep. Ooh, what's this? <laughs> this is grungy, dude. I like That's this. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, go listen to that yeah. shit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah! So that—that's okay. where you can find me. I don't—I don't have any. Uh, I have handles and stuff, but don't fucking follow me. I'm boring as shit. I've cat. I've <laughs> I have cats. I have cats. You know what I mean? They didn't stop any of us. So, uh, that's really what we should be saying. Is like, don't follow any of us. Yeah, dipshits. Leave us alone. I'm a, I'm a sum. I'm a sum of the greater part, as far as I'm concerned. But the band we've been really trying to like. We've been together for a year and change. So we're trying to like. This was going to be our year to like start playing a lot of venues, a lot of shows. We got approved for so much stuff. We're almost up to 10,000 oh, plays, man. which is great for the single. Yeah. Um, but, like, everything has been canceled. Like, two shows a week for yeah. for the receivable rest of the year, which is, like, such a bummer. But it means I have a lot more time to play indie games. So I'm trying to be <laughs> positive about yeah. something. Yeah, always <laughs> got to find that silver lining. Exactly. Always got to find it. 2021, man. It's going to be a good Fuck year. Yeah, man. We got to make it one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And it wasn't um, until January of 2021 when the Fire Nation attacked yeah. and everything changed. <laughs> yeah, was everybody else watching Avatar? I'm like halfway through the first season. That shit is Hell fucking yes. tight. Avatar, I've seen Avatar so oh, many times. So Avatar good. is still such an incredible show. Yeah. Um, and everybody who should watch it. But yeah, Cole, where can they find you on the internet? So you can find me on Instagram at Subterranean Homesick Brews, on Twitter at I'm Cole Duncan. And since I made the really shitty dumb decision to say that I'm going to be streaming <laughs> uh, Layers of Fear. Yes. <laughs> and Dead Space. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at just uh, at Cole Duncan. Uh, all one word, lowercase. I will also be streaming other shit on there, I'm sure. So yeah, come watch me uh, go through another existential crisis <laughs> while I'm playing a video game. Uh, Zach, how about you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at author Zach James. It's quite boring at the moment. I don't have ter- too much terribly to post about. Uh, and yeah, that's really it for me. Oh, and yeah. and Snapchat at NU Maverick, if you do that kind of thing. <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. Chris, what about you? Uh, internet. Uh, right. <laughs> Find me internet. Synergy. Find yeah, me yeah. on internet. I'm the virus Stocks, going after NASDAQ, Adam. New York City. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yes, I am the... I am the S and P five hundred. I'm I'm down like the Dow. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm just I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Chris Hampton II, uh, Xbox and PSN or Proto Dude. Also, Steam is Proto Dude. So if you want to play some Civ, hit me up. Yeah, I got five. I got six. I got you know, six is actually. Uh, I, I don't know if it will still be by the time this episode comes out, but six is actually free on mm-hmm. on uh, Epic Game Store right now. Is it real? Yep. So yeah. So there's no excuse to not get it at this point. For real, F- fellas, I lost my fucking mind this morning, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he rebranded. Yeah, changed my entire fucking brand on the internet. So you could find me on Twitter at Sam versus Sam. That's versus the full <laughs> word. Versus. <laughs> 
um, uh, that's Instagram now as well. And uh, that's also my YouTube. You can go find my YouTube channel, uh, bit.oy forward slash Sam versus Sam, and check that out. I'm doing a lot of content. So to really hammer home that I do still love these people and I'm not leaving the podcast to get away from them, I regularly do content on my YouTube channel with them. Um, we do this like vidcast that's basically the Patriot Club, but like in like sh- a little bit shorter and in video form. So they've been fucking um, fantastic too. They've been awesome. They've been like the highlight nice. of my week. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did uh, as we're recording this yesterday record a, uh, a, a video <laughs> cast and definitely spent a good chunk of time debating on whether or not it's okay for the moms of the Pixar verse to be as dump truck dump Dude, thick as fucking stacked. <laughs> um, it's insane. <laughs> It oh, is yeah. insane. So, so, so it sounds. It oh, sounds God. to me like we need Warren on our next work stories one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you guys can talk uh, about that subject even fucking longer, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. 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 Y'all it's, have fun with it's that. It's impressive, me man. Me and Cole. Me and Cole uh, browsed the the shopping website. Wish. Me and Zach uh, curated some deviant artwork. Um, me and Chris tried to watch five minute craft videos, and it was a very good video, but they copyright struck us. So we need to think uh, of something else to do right sucks. now. But, what? But uh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but uh I uh but yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing that there, so please uh check it out and if you feel so inclined, give it a subscribe. And that is um that's it for me. You know what? It's my last episode, it's Zach's last episode. Yeah, you guys fucking do it. I uh I, I don't <laughs> I don't listen. I don't want it to be too complicated this time. I think that all I want to say is that all of my experiences, all of my time on the show, and Zach's time too, I'm stealing his time. Oh, okay. I'm putting it and taking it and I'm hoarding it and I'm putting it in a little container and I'm putting it up on the shelf and I'm going to look at it fondly and uh, it's just a box. It's just a box. And that's that on that. Bye, everybody. Thanks for the memories. <laughs>